Hello, and welcome back to the Black Case Diaries. <laughs> this is the end of Frightening February, and we decided to do a very special briefcase around the campfire. Hooray. Don't you love these so much? We I, do. I have a love-hate relationship with these, <laughs> but I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah. These are fun. We go on location. Yeah. Uh, we are actually at Adam's place right now. Yeah. Adam's apartment. And he lives right along the river. Yeah. So yeah. if you can hear that, if you can hear kind of that rushing white noise sound. Here in Ohio, it snowed quite a bit. And, and now it actually warmed up today. So all the snow is melting and it is it is now all in the river and it's a little a little louder than normal yep. and also of course we have a campfire you know what's really is amazing is that this is the third one we've done now uh, the briefcase around the campfire and each location has been different yeah. we've been able to go to three different locations it may not stay a tradition that way because it might be hard eventually <laughs> to find new spots yes okay so for this briefcase, we decided to actually use listener stories. So we asked listeners to tell us their spookiest stories so that we could tell them tonight and scare the pants off of Adam, our resident <laughs> scaredy cat. That's me. <laughs> what we're going to do actually, though, is we're going to start with Adam. Yeah. Since Adam is our host tonight, he is going to read his first story yes. for us and then we might talk a little bit about some other stories we have, and then we will tell listener stories, and we're really, really excited about yeah, it. Geez, so This is going to be fun. Um, so this time I came prepared. If you listen to some other episodes I've talked about it, I was like, I'm ready this time. I've got a story, and so I'm going to tell it tonight. I hope you guys like it. This is, this is not a story that happened to me. This is a, just a spooky story that I like and I am telling, okay? If you have heard this story before, I'll let you know that it, my telling of it right now is going to be different because I've embellished it and I've added a few things. Oh, to make it, to make all it really right. It's different. become a true folk okay. tale. Yeah. Right. So here we go. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. This story is called White Fox Cabin. A long time ago, there was a man, an outdoorsy man with a beard and a few tattoos. Nearly every weekend, he would go to his favorite patch of forest to go hiking and take pictures. He simply loved being outside, and his house was within walking distance of the forest. He lived in a very small town, you see. The man was always taught to be prepared, and when he goes hiking, he always carried a backpack with lots of supplies. One weekend, he packed his bag as always, grabbed his camera, and went off to see what he could see. It was a beautiful late summer day, and it was his favorite feeling just being in that peaceful place. Whenever he would go to this forest, he would follow the same path, only ever deviating to take pictures or to find a place to sit. He came to one turn in the path that he recognized thanks to a strangely shaped tree that looked like one half was dead and the other half was alive. He figured it had been struck by lightning or something like that, but it was a useful landmark. He decided it was a great place to take a break and have a quick snack. After a few minutes, he heard a rustling nearby. He looked to find a small white fox watching him. 
It was absolutely beautiful. It looked perfectly clean and healthy, as if someone had been taking care of it. The man knew that some people keep foxes as pets, so it's a possibility that it lived somewhere nearby. The man stretched out his hand, offering a small bit of his snack. The fox very slowly crept toward him and gently grabbed the food from his hand. It scarfed the food down quickly and then seemed to relax in his presence. It even looked the man right in the eyes. The man turned to reach for his camera and then he felt a strange chill down his neck. Must be the breeze, he thought. When he turned back, it was gone. And the scrap of food was back. What? I guess it didn't like it, the man thought. He was disappointed to miss the opportunity to catch such a beautiful animal up close. But that's the way nature is sometimes. The man got up from his spot to start back down the trail as the sun was was on its way down. Only for some reason, it didn't feel like his normal trail anymore. I could have sworn I usually turn right here. Was it a left at this rock or, or that one? He felt very confused and it was getting dark quick. An hour or so later, he was certainly lost. How could this happen? I've done this a million times before. It didn't make any sense, but luckily this man was prepared. He had packed a warm jacket, some extra food, and a trusty flashlight. So even though it was pretty dark at this point, he could still make some progress. This forest can't be that big, he thought. Eventually he would find the road or something. So he kept moving, hoping for anything, any sign of civilization. Then of all things, the fox appeared again, just for a moment heading off the trail. He remembered that this fox might live with somebody, so he decided to follow it. And as it turned out, his hunch seemed to be right. It led him to a small cabin. He stopped just before getting too close, and he lost sight of the fox in the dark. The cabin had no lights coming from it, and it looked like it was only big enough to have one room. I guess I don't have another choice, he thought, and walked over to the door. He knocked only once, and it creaked open. It was completely dark inside. Hello? he asked, hoping for someone to answer, but at the same time, he was glad that nobody did. He pushed the door open and shined his flashlight in. It was indeed a one-room cabin with a bed and a desk with one single chair. On the desk was an oil lamp and an empty easel. He walked in and set his pack down. Hopefully they don't mind if I stay the night while they're away, he murmured to himself. He closed the door and pulled out a pack of matches from his bag. He struck it and lit the oil lamp on the desk to reveal the room in full. Whoever lived here hadn't been there for a very long time. He looked up and what he saw made him very uncomfortable. There were paintings all around the room, but these paintings were all of terrifying faces. Some had huge, horrible eyes staring at him. Some looked as if they were screaming. Some looked like they were wearing a face that didn't quite fit, and others almost didn't resemble a face at all. 
There was only one painting that was not a face, and it was a painting of the fox. Only this time it was off. It looked dirty, showing big teeth and bright red eyes. These are horrible, the man thought, and he did his best to ignore them. He brought the lamp over to the bed, sat down, took off his boots, blew out the lamp, and tried to get some sleep. I'll leave first thing in the morning and finally get out of these woods, he said. Hours later, the man stirred in the bed as a light was shining on his face. He wondered what it could be, as the only light was from the lamp. He sat up, rubbed the sleep from his eyes, and then his heart sank into his stomach. The light was in fact sunlight, and the paintings on the wall were in fact windows. The man bolted from the cabin and took off into the woods. Lady Luck would smile on him, and he was able to find the half-dead tree. It seemed that the white fox had simply gotten the better of him, turned him around, and he got lost too easily, and he eventually found his way home. He moved away, never to hike that trail again, never telling a soul what happened. His little house still remains empty to this day. They'll tell you that it has no value, being just a studio-sized cabin that nobody wants. I mean, who could blame them? It only has a bed and a desk. It doesn't even have a bathroom. And if you ask the locals, they'll all fondly remember that a young artist used to live there. That's the end of my story. Huh. Kind of reminded me of a, an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has that vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. That's For just sure. strange. Yeah. What did you change about it? I made up the fox. Oh. I wanted huh. a I wanted a better reason for him to find that cabin. Yeah. Because in the original story, it's just a really really short story of this of this cabin. But I was like, I want it to be this guy finds it. Why? So I was like, oh, it's, oh. he follows something. So yeah. I kind of came up with the idea of him finding a fox, but then. The fox was in on the whole thing, tried to get him, but, you know. Wow. So I hope you guys liked creepy. I hope yeah. you liked my little story. I tried to make it creepy, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was creepy. I yeah. like it. Good. It was good. Like yeah. Yeah, we used to tell campfire stories when I was a kid, and they all kind of had that vibe. They were all just kind of creepy. There was this one story we would tell about about a man who didn't have legs, and he would cut off legs of children and sew them onto his own body. Oh. Oh. That was one that they told us a few times. Gross. Did you guys tell stories like that? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's a no. <laughs> yeah, that's... I may have been told the creepy tale or two, especially from maybe my grandparents. They like we you know, they'd always do the classic campfire songs and stuff. So it's mm. like, there was an old woman who swallowed a fly. Yes. I don't know why. She, she swallowed, swallowed a fly. fly. Perhaps, Perhaps she'll, she'll die. die. You know. <laughs> oh, so, guys, we should be in a choir. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen to us. So we, um, so we did a lot of stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got told some spooky tales. But yeah. I don't remember any specific. I, obviously, being the resident scaredy cat, as we've said, <laughs> yeah. probably would have blocked those out. <laughs> so 
I we actively sought out. We we read scary stories to tell in the dark, and we watched Ooh, Are You yeah. Afraid of the Dark, and we read Goosebumps, and we we sought out all those stories. So you know, it's funny how at the time of recording this, we only just recently watched Poltergeist. You mm. know, being frightening February. There was the whole scene with the tree. Yeah. Right? And now, living where I live, you look out the big windows of the bedroom <laughs> and you find what could be some very creepy trees. And there have been times where um, we hear animals, right? Every once in a while, geese, ducks, most of the time because of the river, you know. But there was a time not that long ago, we, we had just fairly recently moved in i i think it was summertime when this happened it was the it was the middle of the night and we heard what sounded like it had to have been some kind of animal fight but it was the creepiest i have no clue what it was sound because i know what a cat fight sounds like yeah you know i know what a dog fight sounds like or just like there would have been barking if it were dogs but I have no clue what it huh. was. Odd. I can only imagine. My my best guess is maybe foxes. But, <laughs> but to this day, I don't know what it was. And it, I haven't heard it since. So pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have something to tell you guys. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm currently being haunted. Nuh-uh. Yeah. No. New place. Well, I can't ever come over. I don't know. I don't know what it is uh, necessarily. I don't know if it's a ghost or it's probably not. But the other day, I was on the phone with my sister, mm-hmm. and she just bought a house. And I teased her. I said, "Has anyone died in your house?" <laughs> and she said, "I don't know this, Robin. I didn't ask." <laughs> and I said, and "Well, why didn't she?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I said, "Someone's probably died in my house." And I was on the phone in my house when I said this. And she yeah. said, Robin, why would you say that? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know. It, it's just likely. I mean, the house is built in the 70s. Seven, you know, yeah. it's uh, older people have lived here before. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they were, like, murdered. Yeah, that's, no. what I, yeah. that's what she thought I meant. I said, no, no, I mean a peaceful death. Sure. Yeah. Maybe in their like, sleep. Whatever, you yeah, know, I don't necessarily. 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, whatever. yeah. I'm not, you know. Well, that night, I was doing some work with Marcy, mm. and I was actually in the middle of a conversation with Marcy, but I didn't tell her that this had happened to me. Oh my God. I turned my head, and I really thought there was someone standing next to me. No, no. Uh. It was like, it was a dark thing, just at the side, just in the corner of my eye. Yeah. It was so weird. You can't. Huh. You can't. And I just tried to ignore it because I was like, I, I don't want to talk about it, you know, and, yeah. I, and I don't want to talk about it in the house. I don't want to any kind of acknowledgement. And it happened again today on my way here. What? No, it didn't. Get out in of In the garage. House. Oh. Well, you got to leave. I, I was, in, <laughs> I was in the garage. I came up out of the steps of the garage and the front the door is open, so the garage is filled with light. Yeah. And I, yeah, I got out, and I just, I stepped in, and right as I did, 
it it's like a trick. Like I just yeah. think someone is there. there. Someone is standing there and I look yeah. and no one's there. It's a weird straight thing. Like it looks like there's a person and now it's happened twice. Huh. It's crazy too because she my sister specifically asked me, "Well, do you think your house is haunted?" and I said, "No, I do not think my house yeah. is haunted. Yeah. I haven't seen uh-huh. anything here." Yeah, nothing's. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it will happen again. I really really hope it does not happen yeah. again. Maybe I'm just tired. I hope it's that. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, actually, I really do not want it to happen again. That's horrifying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it doesn't happen again. Yeah. I'm just bring some holy water over or something. Yeah, exactly. Know. I got you covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take care of it. <laughs> anyway, so now let's listen to some listener stories. Yeah. We are let's so, so, it. so excited to get listener interaction yeah. with our show. Yes, we, this is exciting. Yes. We're so happy to get some from you guys. Alright, so first up, we have one from Ryan, who I work with, Ryan Holbrook, and he said... Thank you, Ryan. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) He said he was asleep, and he randomly woke up in the middle of the night. Staring off into the side of the room, something caught his attention. By his window stood a man, not moving or doing anything. He wasn't really scared because he knew it wasn't a real person. But then this figure walked across his room to the desk. He stood there for a bit before he disappeared. Dude, dude, this is... (laughs) I'll wait till it's done before I lose it. (laughs) (laughs) The next day, my friend, he figured maybe he dreamt it. Or maybe even though it felt real... It wasn't. But he had a TV remote and a cable remote. And he had left the cable remote on the desk before he went to bed. And the TV remote was by the bed. So he knows that he turned off the TV before going to bed. And when he turned on the TV in the morning, there was no sound. He tried to turn the volume up and unmute it. But it didn't work. It turns out the cable remote on the desk where he was standing was turned to mute, even though he was watching TV before he went to bed. See, this is the kind of shit that I'm just like, yeah, this happens once to me and I'm gone, baby, gone. <laughs> I, like, how do you explain something like that? Just a tech glitch or yeah. whatever? Like, what, your cat stepped on it? Like, you don't have, you know. That would freak me out. <laughs> Like, maybe not even the TV thing. Like, I could yeah. just be like, ah, whatever, the TV's being weird, right? It happens yeah. all the time. But the figure at night, and then it being, like, related the very next morning? Yeah. It's like, what, how? I would have had Marcy come over with holy water. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. pretty much it. That's my, that's my, uh... <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for that, Ryan. Yeah, thank Oof. you for yeah. haunting our nightmares yeah, now. thanks. <laughs> thanks a whole lot. <laughs> you gave Adam a new thing to be afraid of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so our next story is from our one of our great friends, Andy. He's one of the hosts of 90s Court, which is a great podcast. Shout out. Yeah, yes, yay. about the 90s. Everyone should go listen to it. They probably already do. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. I was 17 years old, a junior in high school. A group of eight of us went on a weekend trip with the school to take part in a statewide presentation. Sounds like a party. Being high schoolers, they stuck us four people in a room at 
and basically the Shining Hotel. Not quite, but you get it, so it's pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I've seen that now. Yeah, yeah you see you The get, Shining, so you, now, yes. You get that reference, right? Uh, yeah. It. So after a long day, we get to the hotel, and it's two guys to a bed. Two queens. So I get in bed and try to get some rest. The problem is, I'm a terrible sleeper already. But in a silent room with dudes snoring, it's practically hopeless. Oh my god, I feel you so hard. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So I'm lying in bed, and I finally decide to check the clock to see what time it is. So I sit up and look over at the clock on the desk. And it's blinking, 12. Either the power went out or it got unplugged, I guess. So I turn my head to lie back down. As my eyes go past the center of the room, I stop, motionless. I sit halfway up in bed, not moving. Because there is a six-foot-tall, dark figure no. standing no. directly in the middle of the room no. in front of the TV. No, no, no. <laughs> I sit staring at it, trying to figure out if I'm imagining something. When suddenly I hear a soft, raspy voice say, The clock is broken. Fuck. Still motionless, the figure turns toward the exit of the room, where the bathroom is, and it disappears as it passes the wall. I sit motionless still, listening for a door opening or closing, and quietly say a choice swear word in a whisper. (laughs) (laughs) I finally get up about five to ten minutes later to see if anyone is still in the room, but they were gone. And as I came back in, all three of the others were still lying in bed, exactly where they'd been. So yeah, ghosts. Dude, I can't. Why would you get up, dude? I can't believe you got up to investigate that shit. I would, I, I mean, everyone knows that you're safe under the covers. So I would have just stayed in bed. I, Fuck. It's I the feel same like. Ghost. The TV? The, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the TV ghost. It's possible. I think I might have thought that it could have been an intruder, and uh, like an actual person. Yeah. So oh, maybe God. maybe that was why he kind of investigated it because that could have been. You know, at least maybe he was looking for a reasonable yeah. explanation. But dude, that's horrifying. The whole like that's one of the that's like a line in a scary movie. It, yeah. You just hear the cock is broken. Yeah. It's like. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> but it's going to stick with you. Yeah. Yeah, it it makes it even scarier that he talked. I mean, you know, yes. a lot of the figure... You were talking about how your figure, you know, it, it didn't talk. You, you just sense this presence or something. Or, and I, I've experienced that, too, where it's just like a shadow figure or something. But they don't talk, and I am happy about that. Yeah, usually... It's really rare, I think, for a ghost to talk. Yeah. Or at least people for people to notice that right. it's talking. Right. Yeah. With, especially without one of those little boxes that they have on TV that's like... Yeah. You know, and you hear the... And they're like, oh, God, it spoke to me when it's really just nothing. Yeah, that makes me think that it wasn't like a present ghost. Sometimes there are ghosts that are just repeats of, like, events or energies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that makes me feel like that's that could have been what that was. It's a little yeah. repeat history yeah. thing. But it, it's qu- it's quite strange that the clock was actually not showing the right time yeah. when it happened. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, all right, we've got two stories from one of our listeners, J.D. Yes. Yes. 
JD sent us two stories, and we'll have Adam read the first one. I'm excited. Yes. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you, JD. I say this without any shame or bad feelings. Kids are creepy. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're all I'm, we're with you there. The thing is, they're little humans, but they they aren't people yet. <laughs> they say and do things that they just simply don't know aren't normal or acceptable. And it's important to note that I don't come into my oldest son's life until he was about 3. He's not mine biologically, but in every other sense, he's my son. To say it was an adjustment when we first moved in together is a huge understatement. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, yeah. I bet, yeah. Getting to know his schedule, sleep habits, and weird little idiosyncrasies was hard. One thing that I wasn't prepared for was him coming into our bedroom every night between 2 and 4 a.m. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only did he have the annoying habit of sleeping horizontally between my wife and I <laughs> to take up literally as much as much room in the bed as he could, <laughs> but he was also creepily quiet when he came into the room. He would just suddenly be standing there, and I am a much lighter sleeper than my wife, so I was always the one to wake up first. I, I hear that. I'm a very light sleeper, too. <sighs> One night, I woke up as he opened the door, watched him go down to the floor, only to slowly rise up at the side of the bed for a, a moment later. Dude! That's terrifying! What? He's doing that on purpose! Needless to say, that was the night I decided to start taking him back to his room <laughs> to get him in the habit of staying in his room the whole night. Oh my god. That, whatever. Holy cow. While this was absolutely creepy, it isn't my story. What? Hold on. <laughs> oh no. Not long after my son was finally sleeping in his room through the night, I woke up to the sound of a kid running and laughing in our room. <gasps> no. I was exhausted and angry. But when I went to open my eyes, I couldn't. They literally wouldn't open. Dude, you're out of your damn no. mind. This is a sleep paralysis demon or something. Oh my gosh, no. Then I realized I couldn't move any of my body. As no. I lay there, I realized that the laughter was much higher pitched than my son's. And that it also sounded like feet running on hardwood floors. And not and not the carpet of our bedroom, dude. This is, I don't know. I mean, moved after this. Holy shit! Right? Like, JD, we have some words to discuss after this. I think the scariest thing was that I could hear the footsteps running to the other side of the bed and back, like the sound was actually moving away from me and then coming back. It was unlike any dream I've ever had. Oh, God. I focused all of my mental effort on getting my pinky to move. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> Haunting of Hill House. Ah. And was eventually able to move my pinky and then wake up. There was, of course, no kid running in our room. Our door was closed and my son was fast asleep. I even checked. 
but it is an experience that I will never forget. The Lord Almighty. <laughs> Thankfully, our oldest son is eight now and has no issues staying in his room through the night. And our youngest son, who is almost two, is kind enough to slam the door <laughs> when he comes into our room. Although, this can be quite startling. I hope that this is my first and only experience with sleep paralysis, especially because I am utterly afraid of encountering the hat man who is associated with so many sleep paralysis encounters. That's what I was thinking. It sounded like sleep paralysis. Yeah, it sure does. And Marcy's seen a hat man. I have, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'd be okay not not getting that again. (laughs) I've heard about this before, and it sounds, in every case, it sounds terrifying. Yeah. Because not only can you not move but you're like consciously witnessing stuff yeah at least in the cases that i've heard and like this one like consciously remembering hearing sounds and stuff like he couldn't get his eyes open but like what if he did what if he got his eyes open and there was like a smiley demon kid oh my god like yeah (laughs) well jd sent another story so Uh, hold on yeah hold on to your butts hey (laughs) So we're going to tell it because, you know. Yes, thank you very much, J.D. Thank you so much. I grew up in the suburbs of St. Louis. The city I lived in was appropriately called Wildwood. My big neighborhood was the only one for miles and miles, and many of the houses backed up to acres and acres of undeveloped woods. As 13-slash-14-year-old kids, this was paradise. My neighborhood friends and I spent hours exploring everywhere we could, We got to know the woods very well and had our favorite little creeks and cliffs that we visited frequently. One day, as we were exploring, we suddenly came across a house. I'm not talking about a shack or cabin. I mean a full-blown, two-story house in the absolute middle of nowhere. I remember being excited. How cool was this? The four of us approached it and the door was ajar. We looked into the kitchen and it looked like a tornado had gone through. There were cups and plates and utensils everywhere. We went inside. We were young and dumb and didn't think anything about it. Classic mistake. I mean, don't go in the scary house. Get in the car and leave. Do they split up too? I don't know. We looked through the kitchen opening drawers and cabinets. We explored the empty rooms and even went upstairs. After a little bit of exploring, we found the door to the basement. It was pitch black down there. Absolutely no light and no light switch. We all dared each other to go down, but none of us would. I started to get some bad vibes, so we decided to leave and head to the creek. When we were leaving, we saw an absolutely gigantic black snake and ended up deciding to head home. Oh my God. Now, this encounter was creepy on its own, but the real creepiness is that we never found the house again. Oh my gosh. And years of exploring, we never came across it. We knew those woods very well and never saw it again. And thinking back on it, there was no road to the house, no broken asphalt driveway, no gravel, not even a clearing in the trees that could have once been a road. It was just simply in the middle of the woods. The houses in our neighborhood were about 20 years old at the time, 
and this house seemed about that age, if not a little older. I still have absolutely no idea what happened to this house. It's possible that we just missed it in all of our explorations, but I highly doubt it. In the 15 plus years since then, the area had really grown up, and there are now actual neighborhoods in the area where the house would have been. Oh my gosh, man. So oh no. Creepy. So it was a demon house. Yeah. Well, of course. It, um, it popped up like the killer clowns. Yeah, it just popped up and uh, you were supposed to go in the basement and yep. uh, it was going to swallow you up. Yep. Yeah, it would have disappeared with you trapped in it yeah. had you gone yeah. downstairs. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Yep. Good. I'm really glad you didn't go down in the basement. Yeah. Yeah, good move. Smart. All after you had already been real dumb. <laughs> it's it's a very common thing because like I knew kids that lived in new developments and stuff, and they would often go to houses that were still being worked on, uh, even yeah. though they yeah. really really shouldn't do that. No. They would go to houses that were still being built and hang out in the in the construction site and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it seems like something kids would do for sure. Oh yeah. What could have been in that basement? You think? A portal? In a practical sense, I'd say, you know, it was probably a cellar, so that's probably why yeah. there was no lights, you know, and some jars, some yeah, canned things. Yeah, canned peaches. A jar, yeah. with, a jar with heads in them? A jar with a hand in it, possibly. And a hand, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But thank you so much for sending that to us, JD. And yes. thank, you, thank you. Thank you to everybody for yeah. all, of, all of your stories. Those were really scary, and I'm afraid to go home now. Yeah, um, I'm a little bit sad that I don't get to leave the scary place this time. <laughs> this is my apartment. You just have to go inside. I just have to go inside and then it Ariel will protect you. That's yeah. right. We all know that she kills the spiders for me. And things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our latest briefcase. We really hope you enjoyed our frightening February, which will bleed into March. <laughs> yes, we will. Do, we will have a at least one scary episode at the very beginning of March. Yes. Yes. And then we don't know what we're doing after that. That's the fun thing about being being a podcast, an indie podcast. Yeah. We fly by the seat of our pants sometimes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hope you also liked the um, the latest. No small parts. Oh yeah. yeah. Love it. I hope you guys really like it. Yeah. Definitely go subscribe to it. Anchor. Or Spotify, or iTunes, whatever it is. Or blackcastdiaries.com slash no small parts. Yeah. We will have all the episodes there, too. And you can subscribe, and we will have another one this coming next month. So. So, yay! Yeah. Check it out. Narrated by me. So, obviously, you really want to listen to that. Yeah. (laughs) It's a winner. Winner, winner. All right. Well. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks.